Curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're in Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're in Sales podcast. The So You're in Sales podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy, let us show you how. Now, on with the show. The adage goes, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. But how do you achieve that kind of trustworthiness that would be necessary in order to make sure that you have a constant stream of customers who are really interested in doing business with you. There's a lot of ways to try to accomplish that objective, but one of the things that I found to be really effective is doing volunteer work. Because you are in a setting where people get a chance to see you for the person that you are outside of a business setting, you're really giving them the opportunity to learn about you as a person, and generally speaking, that opportunity then leads to them feeling comfortable with you in a business setting as well. So knowing that, I thought it would be important to bring Mandy Rudd in to have a discussion with us about the ways that she's been able to successfully execute on that strategy due to the numerous fundraisers that she has been involved in as a volunteer, including the multiple million dollar or an award-winning campaign that happens through Big Slick Kansas City. It's an annual event. There's a lot of activity that goes on in conjunction with that event. You should definitely check that out. But Mandy has learned a ton in the process, and I think that there's a lot that you could learn from her. This conversation was really insightful, and I think that you'll find a lot of value in it as well. Give it a listen. Once again, I find myself in the company of one of the most popular interview subjects of the entirety of the So You're in Sales podcast campaign. Andy Rudd, welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you. I wanted to bring you back to the program. You've been such an important part of the this fundraiser that Promo Cares has been a part of. And I had the good fortune to bring Meg Erber, who was the other half of this dynamic duo responsible for really bringing the Sleep In For Good campaign to life on the show when we were just launching the program. So for our longtime listeners of the program, you all are very familiar with what the Sleep In For Good fundraising campaign is. But for those of you who are interested in this 
concept of being able to connect philanthropic efforts with success as a business person. I really wanted to make sure that we brought Mandy back on both to talk about where we are in the Sleep In For Good campaign because we've got eh, about three more weeks left before that thing is going to cap off. So we want to give you an update on where we are with things, but maybe more importantly, this is Mandy Rudd, Roger Burnett, going to make our case for why you should do something like this or maybe why you shouldn't. <laughs> Depends which day you ask. Depends which day you ask. And, you know, you know if we would have caught you with um, the day that you were filling all of those boxes that are right there behind your shoulder, <laughs> I wonder if you would have the same opinion as, <laughs> as you yeah. might have it was a huge undertaking, but okay. So here we are sleeping for good. We raising funds for the national Alliance of Me on mental illness, Wake Forest chapter. Nami Annie is uh, somewhat of a celebrity in the promo cares uh, social media circles these days. And we're going to bring her on at some point in the future and let her meet oh, everybody. So that we can all throw roses at her, but we love, so, we love our Nami Annie. Yeah. So Manny Rod, give us, give us an update. Where, where are we in our fundraising campaign? What's up? Roll at the moment, as of uh, the time you hit record, we are at $7,445. $7,445, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, now we have, how, we have uh, you're looking at it. How many more we, we what, what does it say in there as far as what time we have left? We have three weeks and six days remaining until our happiest hour ever, which uh, starts on November 8th. It's the day the clocks change and the day we all could use a little extra sleep. So November 8th, we'll be wrapping up this huge campaign with a happy hour event, virtual, of course. So everybody can join no matter where you are. And uh, we'll do a fun, some fun things and some, some, some fun stuff. Yeah. Some surprises up our sleeve yeah. no about it. And we're not going to tip anybody off to what we're up to for the happiest hour. But we would definitely tell you, mark your calendars for November 8th, because this is going to be one of those days when you're on social media and you're going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> There's going to be some serious activity, which we want to talk about social media and the role that it plays in fundraising and why it's important and all of those things. But November 8th is going to be the day that you're going to really see it really come to fruition. But I will tell you, Manny Rudd, I've had on more than one occasion, people from our peer group approach me in conversation about other things. Take a brief time out just to say like, you can't escape from this sleep in for good thing. You can't hide from it because everywhere everyone turns, content, 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 posting, posting, posting from the people who were so gracious in their willingness to be able to, to share their feeds with us during the course of this campaign. So. For that alone, congratulations. What yeoman's work has been done to craft a campaign that getting people to do things that you tell them to do is not the simplest thing in the world to do. Right. So being successful in that endeavor in and of itself warrants some kudos and congratulations. So a hefty round of applause for you Thanks. and everything that you've done in that process. So, so let's talk about this. So uh, before we get... To the specifics, how many donators across that dollar amount? How many people? Um, oh, gosh. Okay. So I have to do some math. We have 68 supporters, yes. 68 donors. 
Okay. Uh, on to the Promo Cares website where you can click the uh, Sleep In For Good button on the promocares.org website. It'll take you directly to the page with all the information, and from there you can donate. Uh, so as of right now, 68 supporters have generously donated a collective um, almost $7,500 right now. The reason why that's important is we don't want anyone thinking that, oh, we just had a major benefactor that threw us a big check, and that's the reason why we're at the number that we're at in relationship to the goal. That's it's really not the case at all. We constructed this in a way to allow people to be able to donate at various dollar levels. Mm -hmm. Yep, everything from $9 up to several hundred dollars. There have been some fun challenges in there. Um, but honestly, every single dollar does count. And the, the dollar amounts that we have listed came directly uh, from NAMI as far as what does your money go toward? So, you know, a $9 donation versus a 16, a 48, a 100, uh, they each play a role in how NAMI can use those funds, whether it's for a volunteer to man the phones and have the phone the powered and things like that. So um, it all makes a difference. So like I said, even if it's just, you know, hey, skip Starbucks a couple times this week and donate it to, to NAMI, it will make a difference, especially this week. We have some fun challenges. So, yeah. Yeah, we do. We'll, we'll get to that just a little bit so that we can let everyone know what they might be able to uh, participate in since there's still time left. And we had this really interesting development occur that we want to make sure that everybody is aware of, because regardless of whether it's nine dollars or nine hundred, you know, we know that that contribution is going to do something very specific for what. NAMI is responsible for and all of the staffing and all of the just incredible people that are doing yeoman's work mm -hmm. to make sure that those out there who and, are suffering get the help. And we, and we keep talking about NAMI, National Alliance of Mental Illness, and we know what they do. But for those who don't, they are really on the front lines uh, providing resources, services, uh, volunteer resources for those who might be experiencing uh, any sort of mental anguish, anxiety, depression, uh, suicide awareness, things like that. So any sort of resources that NAMI offers, uh, we've chosen the uh, uh, um, Wake, was it? Oh my gosh, not John Blake, Wake Forest um, uh, chapter, because they'll spread those resources across the nation for us. So um, we're, we're a small drop in their, in their bucket, which will make a ripple effect and help so many others. So not that the money that we've raised is a small amount. I don't mean it to, like that, just that NAMI is a national um, uh, uh, alliance. We're focusing locally so it can make a bigger, have a bigger impact on um, several, several people. So. Uh, I believe Meg said we wanted it not to be lemonade stand money. Exactly. Was, Just change in a bucket. That's exactly what we did not want. We wanted to be able to have a bigger impact. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it was really well put. So between <laughs> Sleep and Forget that you and I have both been working on your time as a major organizer of the big slick fundraiser that goes on out there in Kansas city every year, where you just raise millions of dollars to the benefit of the Kansas city children's hospital cancer ward. My participation in the um, real men wear pink campaign this year for the American cancer society. We've had some time <laughs> devoted to these philanthropic activities. And I think you and I more so than most, have a little bit of a unique perspective and a unique understanding of the correlation between doing good and having it serve you well. 
in the business world. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be folks that are going to be listening to this that, that hopefully we've held held them on through that portion of what we were discussing. We get down to the real nitty gritty of like, Manny Rudd, does this really help your business or is this just a load of hooey? Right. So where do you come out on that topic? So, uh, well, there are companies who definitely profit off of things like this, uh, 100%. I mean, the term nonprofit is sort of a funny name because they all have money they have to spend, whether they've been given that money um, uh, by, by donors and they have to spend it by the end of a calendar year, but they're putting it back into their business. And I don't mean it as a business, but they're putting it back into the resources to give to donors to get something to then support them further. So... It, it, there is the need for branded merchandise, um, but when done right, it can have such a huge, huge impact. And um, with our connection to the the Sleeping for Good um, event, there's none of there is no profiting of any kind other than every penny that we have raised will go directly back into NAMI. So outside of hard um, expenses like shipping costs. Um, we've had generous donations from our supplier partners who've given us and supported our cause. Uh, so our costs are very low, but there are some expenses that we have, and everything will go. Yep, everything will go directly to NAMI. When it comes to Big Slick, same thing. We are a 100% volunteer organization. Nobody takes a paycheck. Nobody makes money because everything we do, we want to give back to Children's Mercy Hospital. So in that respect. Um, from a profiting financial standpoint, that doesn't exist in our big slick world at all because everything we do is how can we get more money to the hospital? So that's, that's now, our story. Mm -hmm. And really what we're talking about is, you know, what's your connection to the mission mm -hmm. of the organization? And for me, the, the way I like to look at it is the, the more passionate you are about what you're doing, the more you're going to feel exactly the way that you just described. It's I'm not here to make a buck. Right. I'm here to make sure that the work of the organization that I believe in can continue. And maybe even with my contribution and the efforts that I'm able to put into fundraising on behalf of that organization, maybe we can even expand some things. Maybe we can even do some things that we wouldn't have been able to otherwise do and by bringing what our marketplace has to offer to the equation, really what you're doing is you are connecting the mission of the nonprofit with the people out there in the world who really would care about what it is that that organization is doing. Mm -hmm. But what you and I and most nonprofits know about themselves in the world is that they don't have enough money and they're not very good marketers. Right. So, by taking what you and I have learned from our time doing what we do and marrying it to the efforts of those organizations, what we're really doing is supercharging their efforts because we're giving them the opportunity to have someone do the work on their behalf to tell the story in a way that might ignite passion in a donor community that doesn't even know that they should be helping that organization do what it is that they do. Yes. Right. It, it totally makes sense. And I think you nailed it by talking about passion in that when you are excited about something, whether it's a, a, a new store you discovered or, you know, this cool thing you just bought, for example, or this trip you're taking, 
or something that you're working on that will help others in the case of what we do um, in that we, um, we, we, we are voluntold and we voluntell all day long uh, sure. to everybody. Um, but when you believe in a cause and you get to support it, you shout it from the rooftops. You're passionate about it. And that's infectious. People want to support that when they, when they see how passionate you are about a cause. And when you can create using the power of promotional products, branded merchandise, and you've created this cause marketing campaign, you've now created fans who want to wear the brand when they want to be a part of it. And if you can bring in the term limited edition, I, I'm certain I've said it when we've chatted before, but when you can create a limited edition piece of merch, whether it's the sleeping for good, you know, merch kit or the big slick uh, Charlie Hustle t-shirts that we've done, people don't want to go without when they believe in something. So let them be your walking billboards and incent them and excite them to do that because you're passionate about the cause and people will pick up on that. And at the end of the day, it's amazing because all of those profits, all those proceeds, everything goes back to the cause that you're supporting. And so, I mean, I've, I've tra been traveling and I've seen somebody wearing a big slick t-shirt and it's like, Hey, I really like your shirt. And I don't tell them I'm involved. I'm just like, Hey, I've got the same shirt or thank them for being a part of it and thank them for donating because I am involved in it. So sure. it's, it's a fun conversation starter too. I don't want to let that particular discussion topic go just yet, but let's dig into this Charlie Hustle campaign that you do for Big Slick. I think it's important to get into the mechanics of that just because there's elements of what you're talking about that if we don't let people understand that, they won't realize that you can raise $10,000 for that cause in a matter of minutes. So t talk about how that works and, and sort of what you've seen happen as well. If, so, if only it was that easy. So uh, Charlie Hustle is a uh, t-shirt brand here in Kansas City. They're actually national now, but they're they're based out of Kansas City. Started as this great little company with these really cool t-shirts. Um, their iconic logo is the heart with KC, the letters K and C in the center of it. Um, and we partnered with them, gosh, I think probably nine years ago now, maybe eight years ago now, to create a dedicated special limited edition big slick t-shirt and it was the same iconic look of the heart KC, but each year with our colors because each year from a marketing standpoint we are insane because we have new colors every year um marketing 101 don't do that um <laughs> don't do that but we do it anyway and which is fun because then it becomes collector's item because you can tell what year it was by the colors so it's sort of our own little inside puzzle but anyway uh so we partnered with them to create limited edition 100 t-shirts that was it. And uh, each T-shirt was a $100 donation. And with it, you got your T-shirt. Um, and over the years, we've changed what those numbers have looked like. Um, we also did one. Uh, the one you were talking about that sold out in minutes was the after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Um, uh, we did a kegger at my mom's house T-shirt that um, was, again, came from Kansas City, went Paul Rudd, one of the hosts. Um and a big flick. Anyway, long story short, uh, Charlie Hustle reached out and said, hey, can we create this T-shirt? We'll do a limited edition. And again, all the funds, like with the traditional ones, goes back to Children's Mercy. And you're right. In about an hour, we raised, um, gosh, what was it, like $10,000, I think, in about an hour because they sold out. So creating that, creating that call to action, creating that sense of urgency and the fact that it's not just because some company wants to sell a shirt. It's because there's some goodness to it and there's giving back to it and it will help others and bonus. You get a really cool shirt out of the deal. So, so fun fact, 
My Charlie Hustle KC t-shirts are still in the bag. Really? Because I view them as collector's items, not a promotional item. And to me, in my fancy brain, someday I'm going to drag those all back out and I'm going to auction them off because they're hard <laughs> to find. There right? you go. I love it. To take that same shirt that already raised money for the cause and have it raise money for the cause again. Nice. When love you. That. When you create a piece of merchandise that is desirable and coveted, mm-hmm. it, is, it's a, it is a commemorative. It is not anything less than that. Right. And just like your concert tickets that you save, the playbills from the shows that you go to see, yeah. all of those things, we all have that stuff in our house for no reason. They have no real redeeming quality to them. Except I still have the bandana. I still have a bandana that I bought on the Girls, Girls, Girls Motley Crew Tour. I do not know why, but I had to have it. I don't know why. But you're right. I mean, we tell our clients the same thing, that when we, when you give somebody a tangible piece of your brand, you want it to create and evoke an emotion that's a positive reaction, that's going to have a positive association. You want the messaging and the item collectively to be memorable, stealable, useful. Same thing when it comes to something like this, like have this memorable piece of merchandise that will um, have longevity because people will wear it or use it or want to have it, or they'll be upset if they lose it or someone takes it, it will be coveted. Um, and in the name of fundraising for a cause, I mean, that's, that's just music to my ears. So. And, you're, and you're just sort of taking something and, and plugging even more passion into it. Mm-hmm. You're giving it that extra bolt of not only now have I, participating in something that's important to me, I have a way to communicate my love for that in an outward way, in a way that other people may see me and ask me a question like, well, what's sleeping for good? Why, you know, what's, Mm -hmm. what's that all about? And it gives you as the participant an opportunity to expand the reach of the good work that's being done by virtue of what might happen in that interperson conversation who knows? Maybe that person is uber wealthy and has enough money that can make a tangible, sizable difference in the cause mm-hmm. that they care about. So by giving yourself that opportunity, you you, you just you do You're walking it. billboard for the cause and it will what? spark conversation. It'll spark, in, you know, in, you know, inquisitive nature. It'll spark something, which, again, in fundraising, you're just having conversations in sales. You're having conversations and you're hopefully doing the part well enough that because you believe in what you're talking about, that people pick up on that and they'll be interested and, and become passionate and supportive of your cause. Whether it's their time, talent, or treasure, being able to give back in some way. I mean, that's what you hope when you have these conversations. hundred. So, however, if you don't have a cause you care about, if you're not really good at graphic design, if you're like, there's elements that kind of need to go into being able to do this successfully. Mm-hmm. Promotional marketing distributors are very good partners for organizations that are trying to do this thing. But what are some of the other elements in your mind, Mandy, that really need to kind of go into that stew in order to be able to, to get the best possible outcome? Well, when it came to, I mean, okay, so I have two different answers for that. So when it came to launching the Sleep In For Good campaign, we took a... We took a note right out of the playbook from the brand of vaped marketing 
launched but that uh, Bill and Kelsey did, which was create a <laughs> hope that you can create a viral sensation, right? So by sending uh, some some social media champions, people who we know within the industry who are active on social media and have a voice that people listen to. Not just it's not popularity. It's not it's it's not that. It's that people have a passionate voice, and we'll hopefully use that to help us promote something good that we're doing this event. And so we we like I said, we took a playwright out of their their case study, and uh, we hope that we could get a remote fraction of, of the success that they have. And we've been overwhelmed with gratitude by the support of our champions who did do some fun videos and there's still more coming. We're not out of, we're not done yet. So not done yet. yes. So teaser. Uh, so, <laughs> so we, so that is one thing. So the power of social media is that people like it, they'll follow it, they'll share it. Um, and they'll try and emulate it. So I think the TikTok term is doing a duel. I don't know. My son would cringe if he even heard me say the word TikTok because clearly <laughs> I'm not supposed to be on it. Um, but those were really those are really fun. When it comes to promoting, you know, the big slick side of things, same thing. I mean, we have a a wealth of uh, supporters who have social presence, and so having them support the cause and their fans and followers. Uh, want to be a part of it. And it's just, it's a touchstone to them, right? So we have five hosts, half of whom aren't even on social media. Um, and so, which is funny in this day, uh, but they have fans who want to be a part of what they're doing. And so again, you're creating a fan of the thing you're doing by being passionate and talking about it. So whether that's sleeping for good or big slick, or, you know, your, your real men wear pink cause. I mean, you're so passionate about it that you're pulling people in because we want to be part of what you're doing. We want to support you knowing all the good things that you do. So it's, it's, it's two, three, 27 fold, I guess. It's a 27 step plan. The real secret sauce in the social media side of what we're talking about is have fun. Mm -hmm. Have some fun. If you, if you, if you're taking this super serious and you know, you're, you're making it sort of, you know, uh, uh, instead of it being entertaining and inspiring and getting people excited to participate, if you're sort of, you know, you need to, you have to, like, you, right. you want, you want it. It goes back to what you were saying. It's like, I want you to see that this is a big old party. We're having a blast. Right. We're enjoying each other's company. We're uh, uh, celebrating each other's creativity, one another's creativity, as as the group is coming up with these. <laughs> new and outlandish ways to to make us laugh or make us cry or all mm-hmm. of the things that people are doing. I mean, nothing for nothing. Some of the journaling entries where we watch people write in their journals. Amazing. Very touching. And, yeah. and I will say that's been something that, you know, Meg and I, and I, I, I love me some Meg Gerber. I love my Meg. We've had, I mean, we've logged so many hours since we, the inception of our, of our project and our campaign and our, our, our event. And We've laughed and we've cried on the phone or on a FaceTime or on a Zoom because I think we do all of them pretty much at least once a day. Um, but because we've been inspired by people who've reached out to us and wanted to share their stories. And so that's the other thing in that you promote this in a way that, I mean, obviously you believe in it or you wouldn't be volunteering to support it, right? Um, so you're already a fan of in and of yourself of the cause and then inviting other people in with your positive energy and, and hoping that they pick up on that and, and that people are comfortable with sharing their stories. And I think that's what we've been really, really humbled by. I mean, how many emails have we sent you like, you guys, this is amazing. 
um, that people, we all have stories. I mean, in the last year and a half, we all have some level of PTSD over the last year and a half, whether it's just uh, like a moment of stress or truly a, a, a you know, post-traumatic stress that is so debilitating. So having the tools available and knowing that everybody can use them in some fashion, it's what has, it's what helped fuel our kidding party. It's what's helped fuel finding our, our supplier partners and rushing around to try and get all of this done is because we so believe in this cause that there's, it's not why, why would we do this? It's why wouldn't we do this? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what we're trying to get our message out in any fundraising is not why, why would somebody want to join? It's like, why wouldn't they want to? Because look at this amazing cause and look how it's affecting people positively and look who benefits from it. So whether it's the people within our industry, we've all got, like I said, we've all got a little bit of something going on and there should be zero stigma about talking about it. When it comes to the big slick side, we're talking about children and their families and, and being able to, help them in their darkest, darkest hours. Why would you not want to do that? Real men are pink, breast cancer. We've all been touched with compassion. Oh, hey, there you go. Live TV, folks. Um, we've all been touched in some fashion by knowing someone who's been affected by, by breast cancer or any other type of cancer. Why, cancer. Why would you not want to help that? And so by, by being passionate about the cause, you hopefully invite others in to join in that passion and support. Yeah. Yeah. And well, thank you for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of the the other piece that I wanted to talk to you about. So um, sleeping for good was a evergreen thing. We, you know, that, that was Meg's crazy brain and we all said, that's awesome. And yes, mental illness is, a really important hot button topic that is really underserved in a lot of ways for the stigma that you've been talking about that kind of makes it something that people didn't really want to shine a light on, but has a way of changing a whole lot of things. And it's really, really important for us to not leave our brothers and sisters behind when we all know that this has been just a, this has been a a thing for all of us. So, um, you know, something that we care about, something that we know is going to help, but we still made the decision to do something for ourselves as opposed to looking out on social media or on the internet to try to find somebody else's fundraiser to kind of hop on. Right. So, so where do, where do you come out on that for the listener who like, should everybody be going off and trying to create brand new fundraisers of their own or, or, you know, no, no I don't, I, I, if you can, sure. But I don't think that's the only way. I mean, we had a saying, with Big Slick, and it actually came from Rob, Rob Riggle, who's a Marine, and it's sort of their, their mantra that you you crawl, walk, run. And when we started out on that phone call, Meg, I mean, we were we were on it, we were we were sprinting, like I mean, we were taking off. It's like, okay, wait a minute, we got to we got to backtrack a little bit. Let's let's really look at this logistically. And we joked about the lemonade stand. Whatever you can do to make a difference makes a difference. So. If you have the means, and by means, I mean the network of people around you who share in your passion to help you come up with the ideas, and someone within your circle of friends will have a very unique Rolodex and be able to say, I know someone who can help with that. That's what you need, because once once that ball starts rolling, there's no slowing it down. So it may not, you know, you may not end up with a $10,000 fundraiser the first year out. 
you may end up with $1,000, but that $1,000 is going to make a huge difference. That $100, whatever it is, will make a difference because it's more than they had when they woke up that day. So I truly do think that you crawl, walk, run, and then see where, see where it goes from there because everything that you do will make a difference. If you believe in it, you stick with it, and you surround yourself with people who will support that cause with you as well. My saying that you've heard me say a million times is if you hang around with inspirational people long enough, you're bound to be inspired. It's like osmosis. I never get tired of saying that. I actually think I'm going to have them put it on my urn (laughs) when the day comes, but it's perfect. It's the most important part. And we are very fortunate in that you and I, me more so than you, because you're closer to the big checks that get handed out. But this Promo Cares team that we've assembled are some of the most prolific fundraisers in that I know. Yeah. And by ingratiating myself on this community and learning, it's afforded me the opportunity to go and replicate some of the efforts that I've been witness to mm-hmm. in my own community. So by getting in the pool and getting comfortable with what this requires gave me the confidence to then take something similar into my own local community and say, you know what, like these inspiring people continue to inspire me. I want to have a chance to give away one of those checks, mm-hmm. whether it's got a hundred dollars on it or a million, it doesn't really matter. It's the importance of the symbolism of your effort, right? the result of your labor, regardless of whether that's making a sale to a client or giving away a check to a nonprofit, right? it's the culmination of your work and your effort and your energy, and hopefully your passion. And I would add to that too, find out. So think about the, the, the beneficiary of where you're donating. Find out what their needs are. For example, uh, I was involved with, I do a lot of animal rescue work and foster, foster care for um, shelter pets. And we were doing a fundraiser. And instead of saying we needed, you know, oh, I don't know, $50. Well, yeah, that's great. But what, what is, if I'm donating, what am I, what am I supporting? Right. And it was so, so similarly to our donor levels for sleeping for good. What do, what do those numbers directly do? Right. So there you go. Dogs. The pups agree. They the agree pups with agree. me. So no, for example, is that, you know, instead of just donating a flat $50, for example, it might be that it's $46 because that covers a spay or a neuter of, of a shelter pet, right? So you're directly helping control pet population with that one. And so if everybody donates at a certain level and they see a direct correlation, it's a tangible thing as opposed to just putting money out there and not knowing what it supports. Yep. So yep. there's a... There's a group that I follow that also um, does uh, support and care for farm animals that have special needs. So they've like a cow that maybe lost a leg or something like that, but they're not um, factory farmed or things like that. It's just, it's a care place. And so they put an appeal out for hay and it's $16. And some people might think, okay, $20 or more, that's like a number. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm fine doing that, but maybe not. And so for 16, using unique numbers, and I will say that that is definitely something that I would put out there on your, if you're looking at doing a fundraiser, pick unique numbers that are not whole numbers. Pick something just a little bit less or a little bit different from that. 
because it, it, it resonates that it's actually going toward a thing and find out what the thing is that it actually does. What problem does that m- number correlate with fixing? So um, yeah, we've had success with that too. So that'd be the other little tidbit. Right. Norman, Norman agrees. Norman totally agrees. But ultimately what we want to convey to the listener is don't be scared. There's places to take your novice self and get to a point where you can feel much more confident about this. And unlike other places where maybe it might feel exclusive or exclusionary or somehow where maybe you're not going to be warmly received, there is never that problem at a nonprofit ever, ever, ever. Right. Only time they may look down their nose at you is if you just come out of the blue and tell them that you want to raise money on their behalf without having a relationship with them. So by getting involved with them before you do that, it actually gives you a better opportunity to actually be in that kind of position to actually deliver on something that they would really want. And that's something, and that is, that speaks exactly to how we got connected through Danny Rosen and his um, connection to NAMI with (laughs) NAMI Annie, Annie Schmidt. She actually does have a name, but we call her NAMI Annie. Um, But having someone, a point person within the uh, beneficiary group that would receive the the donations, having someone there as sort of your point person and your go-to, find out what their pain points are, find out what their needs are, and then be able to to go from there. Um, You know, you talked about the the millions of dollars that we have humbly raised uh, for for Big Slick. That didn't start out that way. We didn't start out that way at all. We were, gosh, we were hoping, wow, if we make $50,000, that'd be huge. We had no idea what we were doing. We had nine weeks from the moment we decided we were going to do this event to the actual first event. And we were, we were able to raise more than that. And then the next year we're like, okay, well, if we can raise like, you know, 10 more dollars the first year, it'll be a huge success. And each year because of the press, because of the support of social media, because of the viral effect of just people talking about it and not wanting to miss out on this event or the merchandise that we've created, because we do merch outside of just our limited edition tees um, as well, people became fans of this and wanted to support it. And Children's Mercy Hospital here in Kansas City is this, whether you have kids or not, you know someone who does and who's had a positive experience or needed the services of Children's Mercy. So it's really this this special place that we all want to care for. Finding that in your heart and your passion it's like breathing. You just do it. You, you will just do it. And finding that in your town and, and within your circle of people who will support that cause, it's like breathing. It will just happen naturally. A little bit of hard work, but it'll happen. You'll meet people you never would have met. Otherwise, you'll have experiences you would have never experienced had you not done it. Mm-hmm. And you will experience emotions that will wake up things in you that you may not have even known were inside you. When you exactly. do it, exactly. it's incredible. And the thing is, we don't get into this because of what we get out of it. We get into this because of how much it can help other people. Right. And it's almost, it, it's, I don't know if it's altruistic or, you know, there's, there's a way to describe it, but you don't donate and you don't volunteer because of what you get out of it. But what you get out of it in a positive way, you almost feel guilty for loving what you're doing so much. But it's not because you will get what you get out of it, but just knowing that you're making a difference. And 
I mean, you know, you've heard me talk about this and I'll, I'll, I'll share it, but you know, this, this big slick event that we do, it's three events over a weekend. It's a very unique, fun thing. It has a celebrity aspect to it. We do a, a, a baseball game, we do a bowling tournament and we do a party and auction. And that's all the public facing things. That's where everybody who wants to help us raise funds can buy a ticket to any of those things. And they're fun and awesome and, and goofy and lovely. But the best part about the entire weekend is that we get to go to the hospital and be with these children and their families and just give them, if nothing else, a smile that they didn't have that day. Because for them, it's a moment that takes them away from the reality of the life that they're leading in that moment. And that, I mean, I've ducked into more nurses stations with tears, just ugly crying because I've seen these kids just and their families just light up and it's just, it's such a gift. And that's why we do it is because what we do every day affects what those families and kids are going through. Not because of the celebrity component, not because of these cool events in town and things like that. And so find that cause that you're so passionate about. And you can go duck into a nurse's station crying too. <laughs> <laughs> and it will change your life, I assure you. Okay, so yeah. we, we're in, would you, I, I, I suppose we would classify where we're at in the fundraiser as kind of the home stretch. We're kind of in the yeah. home stretch now. We are in the home stretch. Because we've been doing this thing for a while now. So mm-hmm. which, what do you want to tease? What do you want people okay. to know about coming up in the home stretch? Okay, so in our home stretch, so we still might have some branded merchandise for your donations. So in promo, we like promo. So enticing people to get some limited edition, dare I say, uh, event merchandise. But also to have your donation go further and affect uh, positively positively those who need the services twice as much. Um, Our dear, dear friends and generous, uh, one of our generous supporters uh, supplier partners, Chameleon Like, uh, was asking kind of where we were in our um, event. Uh, yes, Chameleon Like did our, oh, where are we? Where are we? Our amazing <laughs> boxes. I can't see, it's left. There right. you go. You got it. But yeah, so Chameleon Like um, have uh, created our, our incredible boxes uh, for our champion kits as well as um, uh, for our donor kits. Uh, Speaking to the Promo Cares mission of sustainability, algae-based inks, compostable packaging bags, things like that, uh, Pierre is asking me, and Alex is asking, you know, how, how's it going? And I was telling him where we were. And he said, okay, well, here's what we would like to do. So they have generously offered this week only that this is that we're recording. So I actually don't know when this will be broadcast, but this week which will be pushed out on social. Uh, And even when the campaign is done, the need is still there. So the needs don't stop when the event is over. The needs are year round. So we will gladly share your donations with NAMI all year long. Uh, But they've generously offered to match up to $2,500 every donation that comes in for Sleeping for Good this week. So huge thank you. Huge thank you to Alex and Pierre and everybody at Chameleon Like. So, okay, so yes. let's let's quick. Uh, I got my socks and shoes off. We need to count up on our fingers and toes. So twenty five hundred times two is five thousand plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, we yeah, might be blowing this ten thousand water, baby. Let's go. So that would be huge. Yes, that would be about twelve and a half thousand uh, dollars for Nami, uh, which would change so many lives and help so many people get the resources that they need. So. 
Uh, I can't even tell you. I just got goosebumps. I legit no. just got goosebumps over the idea of from an idea on a meeting where we all thought it was a great idea, but we're worried we weren't going to be able to pull it off to a year later. Here we sit, stand, talk, mm-hmm. and we're on the precipice of maybe being able to blow past the goal and the target that we had set for ourselves. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Follow along. Participate. Yeah. If you've not been paying attention, what are you waiting for? Sleep and forget <laughs> has been so much fun. If you go out to the Promo Care social media assets and just spend a little bit of time checking out. Yeah. Big shout out to, to Ellie Babe, who I think uh, has been our social media darling. Her her uh, her support of our event, especially with her coffee, Logo Jojo and Folly Coffee. Uh, but she's been posting stories, utilizing all of the items in the uh, sleeping for good box. And they're hilarious. Her, her stories. And, and which, if you go onto the promo cares, Instagram page, you'll see those saved stories. You'll see all of the ones that everyone's done, whether it's videos from the, from our, a challenge video, the catwalk video, uh, Norman, my dog has pretty much worn all of my, my clothes, uh, from the box there. Cause he's a little thief. Uh, yeah, no, it's just been fun and entertaining. I think Shannon Laredo jumped in a pool. I mean, just, yeah, good stuff. Fun stuff. <laughs> so join the party, get in on the fun, throw some money in the pot for a good cause. And let's so let's make November 8th just a blast of a celebration because we didn't just hit the number. We knocked the number out of the park. And I'm I, for one, I can't wait for our chance to really – I might have to sleep in two days. <laughs> and most importantly, on top of all of that, if anybody who's tuning in feels that they have a story they want to share, or maybe they just need to talk with someone, we can absolutely connect you uh, with the right people, with the right resources to help with anything that you could be going through. So by all means, message either Roger, myself, or anyone on the Promo Cares board, uh, or go to NAMI directly. Um, there are a lot of resources for, for everything out there. And that is N-A-M-I dot org. Yes. dot org. You won't be sorry that you did. Mandy Red, thanks for joining me again. Thanks for having me. It was. Thanks, Rod. We could go on forever. I'm sure we're boring the people at this point. So we'll. <laughs> now we're just having fun chit chat. But November 8th. Be there, be square, go get yourself out on that social media, check it out, and you won't be sorry that you did. Till next time. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks. There you have it. Mandy is just the best. I'm such a fan of hers, just a massive cheerleader of her work and what she's been able to accomplish from a philanthropy perspective. When you think about it, she's been behind the scenes of organizations that have raised millions of dollars for really worthy causes. And we really rely heavily on her expertise for our Sleep In For Good campaign that we are in the midst of as we are chasing $10,000 raised for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So get involved, find something that you're passionate about, dig in, do the work, and you too can realize some really outsized results, both personally and professionally in the process. You will not be sorry that you did. If you found value in this episode, or if you think that there might be someone else who would find value in this episode, please share it, like it, comment, make sure that it finds the light of day in a way that 
would be uh, necessary for the people who need to find it. And as we continue to grow the listenership of the So You're in Sales podcast, it will allow us the opportunity to continue to bring on the high quality guests like Mandy that you got to listen to today. Until next time, this is Roger signing out.